Missing six of their primary guys, the Utah Jazz went into Phoenix, the team with the NBA's best record, and they fought them to the end. And it took Chris Paul playing the entire fourth quarter and putting on a maestro performance to stop the Jazz as he scored or assisted on 20 straight fourth quarter points. We're talking about it coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you after the Utah Jazz fall tonight to the Phoenix Suns in what turned out to be a much better game than we thought, particularly the opening minutes was were awful. The Jazz came out and started Rudy Gay and Jordan Clarkson and Hassan Whiteside, and they didn't look like they were quite ready to get going yet, but then Pascal came off the bench, gave the Jazz a lot of juice. Ed, uh, Daniel House, Trent Forrest both had really nice nights as the Jazz fall 115 to 109. We'll dig into the Jazz in a minute, but we saw one of the great players in the history of this game put on a show at an advanced age, 36 years old. Chris Paul has 27 points, nine rebounds, 14 assists. He, we knew he was going to put his stamp on the game. The Jazz, to the Jazz credit, the Jazz forced him to put his stamp on the game. The Jazz were going to try to, were, were on the verge of winning this game with nine minutes left. Chris Paul went to work. He scored or assisted on 20 straight points for the Suns. They went on about a 20 to six run in that stretch and took over the game. Yeah, it didn't turn out to be one of those ball games for Chris Paul, meaning that to the point where he thought that he maybe could take the night off and, and not play as many minutes, maybe not play as hard because the Jazz were, were shorthanded. It turned out to be just the opposite. But what a player. I mean, he, he is so crafty, so good at getting to his spots. At mid-range jump shot is money. But I think the big thing here is, as you mentioned, he's not a very good three-point shooter. As a matter of fact, he's been struggling when the three-point line is uh, uh, as of late. But he had three, didn't he? It was three three-points at well, he had three in a row, I thought, oh, yeah. at one time. That, that, four of seven for three came in right. 31%. Yeah. And some mistakes defensively by Jazz. Hassan didn't close out on one of them where you knew he was going for the three and Hassan you know, was trying to protect the rim so he, he doesn't come all the way out. Hassan's mm-hmm. not as good as Rudy at doing those some things. The Jazz, Rudy Gay, and Trent Forrest got hands in the cookie jar fouls mm-hmm. that let what, him get three free throws. I mean, he would, but he was just conducting. He yeah. was a puppeteer. He had everyone on strings. And, yeah, and control the tempo of the ball game. I mean, especially on the offensive end. I mean, early in the ball game, he had some turnovers and the Jazz took advantage of it, but uh, none of that happened there late in the ball game when, he, when, when it was all about him making plays for his teammates and making plays for himself. And uh, David, I'll tell you what, there is not a better player in the league at getting to that spot. I mean, there are some great players in the league, and, and um, DeRozan's one. I mean, he's a great mid-range shooter, but Chris Paul uh, at, at six foot one can uh, just get to that spot, and that's, that's, that's a money shot for him. No surprise. The Jazz offense kind of falls apart in the fourth quarter. They go six of 18 from the field, three of nine from three, while the Suns outscore them 30 to 22 in that fourth quarter, and that costs the Jazz their eighth loss in their last 10. But the bigger picture is that, you know, we keep Quinn's been, you know, hey, we're trying to get better by game 70. Everyone out tonight, a lot of opportunities. And I thought I thought we saw a few things. Rudy Gay playing 32 minutes I think was good because Rudy Gay just has not seemed to be in the flow and, and the energy. But we keep seeing Eric Pascal just change games with his energy and his tempo. And uh, you, you like to use the phrase demanding minutes. I, I think it's a nice way to say it. He, he He's opened eyes. Yeah. He, when he comes into the ball game, David, uh and we talk about pushing the ball up for running. He comes in with that energy, and he's running. Uh, and, and he gets opportunities for himself, but he also gets opportunities for, for his teammates. I think his first shot of the night was a three, and he knocked it down. So that got him going. And, and I just, boy, you, you just have to look at a guy like that when you when you start looking down the bench and say, okay, who am I going to put in the ball game? And, and you just have to pay attention to what he's doing out there on the floor, I think. Ron, our chat room's got a lot of different kind of – 
comments about Trent Forrest. Some are saying they think he could really be a part of it. Um, some of it was time up Forrest forcing five five turnovers Chris Paul had tonight. And then others are saying I'm not really a Forrest fan. Where are you on Trent Forrest? I like him, and I, and I tell you what, ask me that question again uh, right about the All-Star break because I think the more experience he's getting right now and, and he's getting to the point where he's, he's part of the rotation, I expect those minutes to go up. Uh, as far as him out on the floor, keeping Conley fresh, uh, getting late into the season. So, and, and you asked me that again in February, and and I think we'll have a pretty good idea. I think everybody have a pretty good idea of what uh, how much he can help this team. Donovan's concussion plus these games where both guys, Donovan and Mike, haven't played, have, have thrust him back into the limelight the way it was at the end of last year. How have you seen him grow already over the last 10 games or so? This is force you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So I've seen his confidence level, and you've heard him say so many times, that his teammates are encouraging him, wanting him to shoot the basketball, uh, be more aggressive with the basketball and, and driving to the basket, but and, but still have the 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 uh, opportunities. Take care of the, the take care of the basketball, but, but take care of those opportunities. But also be a point guard out there on the floor. I mean, that's all just experience and and listening to guys like Donovan and and, and Conley on what to do and what not to do out there on the floor. Uh, I. It's encouraging, and what do we hear from the coaches all the time about him, about Forrest, is his defense, and they like his that. His defense has been good. Yeah. And then, you know, I think he's not a shooter. He did make a corner three, I think, tonight. Um, he's he's not a shooter, and so, he, you know, he's got to aggressively uh, go out. We saw the so if there's anything that he has, to, he has to make plays for his teammates, maybe a little bit better. And, and I say that, but dribble penetration, boom, you make that correct pass, get his teammates – opportunities i think uh ignition knight says forrest is a reliable jump shot away from being a 10-year rotation player in the nba i think that's true that wouldn't he's, be bad <laughs> career close to being a 10-year nba pro with just a slight improvement because yeah. frankly alfred payton who we saw tonight who is pretty similar frankly to trent forrest other than how they were drafted mm -hmm. right alfred payton came out of louisiana lafayette never wanted to turn him into this thing and then he turned out he couldn't shoot and he's supposed to be a pretty good defender, but actually I'm not convinced he's a good defender. I'm actually convinced there's a phenomenon in this league where guys get drafted early and then when they can't shoot, everyone says they're a defensive player because there must be some reason they're in the league. Um, and then so Trent Forrest right now is, I think, a legitimately good defender. I'm not sure that there's that much difference between him and Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton's going to spend 10 years in the league. Now, he's not always a rotation player, um, but he certainly had more of an opportunity because of his draft position. Um, with that, I think Ron's right. The more confidence he gets, the more confidence he gets. And the same thing happened to Peyton is after he failed for a while, he lost confidence. And now Phoenix has kind of built him up. Phoenix has done a wonderful job of just adding guys at the end of their roster who are viable players. Their depth is amazing because they're without Sarge, Kaminsky, Aiton, Crowder tonight. Johnson. Cameron Payne. Cameron Johnson. Cam Johnson. What about him? Don't you like him? I do. Oh, yeah. I do. You didn't mention him. I was just wondering, yeah. but he's. You know, as you mentioned, he came into the league at 25 years old. A reliable and a trustworthy three-point shooter. Right. You get him the ball, he's going to do that. And they get Bismack Biamba to do what he's doing. Well, yeah. Whiteside wasn't great tonight. He lacked energy. I, I'm, I'm convinced COVID is having a longer impact. Either COVID or just the time off is having a larger impact on players than we realize. So let's see if he plays with any more energy uh, when he comes back. But Pascal really showing that. Uh, I think people are really interested in Jared Butler. Um, there were some flashes tonight. The shooting was really good. And then there were also, there was a little mm. bit of a mixed bag. He, mm. You know, he's still got to figure out how to play NBA defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and experience will, will help him there as well, but where is he going to get it? I'm not sure where he's going to get that experience right now. It might be a couple of years before, uh, he can demand minutes. If there's such a thing, <laughs> I, 
The bottom line on this one, I think, is the, the Jazz undermanned, missing six of their seven guys. No Mike, Donovan, Rudy, Boyan, um, Royce, and Joe forced Chris Paul to win a ball game. Forced Chris Paul to play 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Forced Chris Paul to win a game. We'll see them again on Wednesday night. Uh, the Boyan thing's really interesting, people. Everyone like so this finger he switched. And we we probably should talk about this for a second because this is actually the news of the day. So he switched from a white thing on his finger to a black. I joked that he had done it because he's superstitious and he wasn't shooting well. It turns out the black is a splint. His finger has to not move from four to six weeks for the bone to reheal with the bone, basically the way a fracture reheals because he's got a fracture and he's going to try to play through it. It seems, which is really incredible. It really is a. Pain threshold obviously has to be very, very good. And then you get to the point where you're you're conscious and and very much aware of not sticking that hand in the right in the wrong area because of the, the consequences. Well, it's his left hand. We'll see. And we have not gotten any word on Rudy Gobert's calf strain. There was not anyone at no no questions were asked. I don't know if any answers would have been given, but there has not been any word of whether it's grade one, grade two, or grade three, or what it means uh in regards to Rudy Gobert's calf strain. And we never did find out what why bridges was um because oh, he, he, got, he clocked. got clocked yeah and, and i they were examining his chest i thought there for a minute as though he got hit in the ribs or something real hard i know he did not come back in the ball game all right jazz fall to the phoenix suns we've lost eight of ten dallas is charging trying to get healthy get right everyone's in the dog days the only team that hasn't had the dog days is phoenix because chris paul does things like he did tonight have a good one talk to you later